0: taking a snapshot no it did that already i did it this week on erotic (laughs) finding sacred sex is leather leather and fan art
1: we'd like to thank our latest patreon supporter Ooh, johnny jackhammer we hi
0: (laughs) (laughs) we enjoy creating and recording these podcasts
1: and we hope you enjoy listening to them when you become our patron it gives us the chance to apply more energy towards creating for as
0: little as a dollar a month you can not only support the podcast but get access to special content as well head over
1: to patreon.com slash erotic awakening to take a look at options
0: and regardless thanks and listening thank you for hello
1: (laughs) and regardless (laughs) thank you for listening or watching the show welcome to erotic awakening an exploration of all things erotic if you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law we recommend you stop listening right now hi don hi dan
0: it has been a little while it's been a short while since the last time we did this.
1: Yeah, it's been it's been a little while. So, and since then we've been to where the hell have we been? Kansas City. Yep. Indianapolis twice. Yep. Is that it? Is yeah, that it's a lot of travel. Yeah. Well, it's been a lot of travel. But so I was thinking there was something oh you're yeah, in Indianapolis twice. I forgot about GLLA. yeah yeah GLLA Twisted Tryst and then Master Slave Weekend Five in Kansas City with about fifty. Mm -hmm. About 50 people and we made some amazing connections there. Great time.
0: Uh, We did do a
1: bunch of cool
0: stuff. Uh, As you mentioned, the the Kansas City Master Slave Intensive Five was probably one of my favorite events we've ever been to. Mm -hmm. And we met a lot of cool people there. But uh, the last this jumping jumping ahead in our notes, the person we've seen most recently. In yes. live person is glowbug
1: at oh, yeah. the Kansas City intensive. Glowbug, that was neat. So you know what I'm finding is that I'm. I think I. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to. I think I like the intensives more than the big weekend. More than the big hotel events. Yeah, yeah. For the intensive, so it's like uh, Utah in LA. In LA, Utah was a a big MS weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a few years ago. Bridging uh, slash. Mm-hmm. Big, intensive weekend. And that was in Dallas. Uh, This master and slave one in Kansas City. And I I feel like I'm forgetting a few. There's some that we've hosted as well. But um, did one in Chicago
0: on the polyamory track.
1: Right. So we just get more time to interact with people instead of having to be go, go, go. Now we have to go to this floor. Now we have to go Mm -hmm. here. Now we have to go there. Or worrying about social space, right? Some big hotel events don't have social space. So you can't really just sit and chat with people. And though I love the hotel events, you know, I wouldn't give them up. I'm really liking the intensives.
0: Absolutely. And it's neat because you end up creating much more of a bond with people because Mm -hmm. not only do you interact during the class, but you're also interacting throughout an entire weekend as much as you want to.
1: Right. I think in LA, Utah, was like, was it 35, 40 mm-hmm. people? Yep. And then Master Slave Weekend was um 50, somewhere they went, they put out 50 chairs and people overflowed onto the couches. So mm-hmm. it was somewhere between 50 and 60. And um bridging the slash, same thing. Right. So there's fewer people to get to know. So you get to spend more time with each person. How we went out to dinner with some of them mm-hmm. and just had a really good time. Absolutely. Has nothing to do with the show notes though. Has nothing to do with that. I just wanted to get that out there. I guess I haven't had time to process that. <laughs>
0: Uh, clearly, so that's all right. We are going to start off today, uh, with that, but actually, we're going to start off with this question of the day. Dawn, uh, Dove Watcher on Fet reached out and asked, How do you find out more about the sacred sexuality? So, one of the things that we did do at the Kansas City uh event was we, uh, yeah. we presented sensual uh, BDSM, mm-hmm. which has a lot of sacred sexuality over overtones, overtones. Thank you, mm-hmm. and really neat connecting scenes. And it allowed, uh, not only, and something that we hardly ever do. We actually had two micro scenes within the, the scope of within that the scope class of
1: the class. That was really hot. That was really hot. And even had someone ask me if I wanted to play the next time I saw them with mm-hmm. the whole, um, uh, sacred energy, right. With the whole energy part of it, they were actually feeling a little, um, Stomach sick at the time they had gotten food poisoning the night before so they weren't able to play that night They didn't come back to the dungeon, but they wanted to make sure that oh, I forgot yeah, about that Yeah, That's yeah. Right. so I have to remember that because I don't usually get asked mm-hmm. ahead of time especially for that sort of energy play
0: It was really neat Um towards the end of that class I asked for somebody who would like to demo bottom for it mm-hmm. and um one person finally raised their hand and we did this little demo scene of the sensual energetic BDSM. And then after that I asked, so how many of you wanted to raise your hand, raise your hand and didn't. And then six hands go up and I was like, right. okay, well, yeah, that's the way things are sometimes. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, and, and most of the people, when I asked why they're like, well, I was a little scared. I was a little worried. going exactly sure to yeah.
1: do.' So yeah, because we had done, by the time we did, that class, we had already done three other classes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think that was our fourth class, third. No, that was our third year? class because f- we had three on Saturday and two on. Oh, Sunday. you're right. You're right. So that yeah, so three. that was the last one on Saturday. So people were worn out, wiped out. We've been pulling them up and sitting them down and doing this and doing that, and yeah. So they were probably just like, "Let's uh, Dan up to now." Right. <laughs> so Don, how do people find out more about the sacred sexuality? Well, it can it can be a little difficult, actually, right? You and I have had that same question. So, what I wanted to do was to just go through uh, some of the stuff that you and I did, right? And I'm actually having a conversation with Johnny Jackhammer right now. So, I thought that was interesting that he was our our uh-huh. random supporter. So, and we're talking about the sacred sexuality and the tantra and how to find out more. Um I just finished taking a tantra class online with Katrina Boss who has been to the space here before to teach um oh, sure. sexuality. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. So I just finished that 8 week course and that was interesting. I really liked it. I would recommend it. She's not as expensive as other people. How I mean, would they people find that then? Oh, uh, tantrafusion.com. Okay. Thank you. So I had to think about that. Um, But it's Katrina Boss, B-O-S. And like I said, it's a little expensive, but nowhere near as expensive as others that I looked at. But I've been doing this for almost 20 years, so I didn't learn anything new. Mm -hmm. So if you're a beginner, it's a great beginner's course. So I'm actually thinking of taking her Mystic course, too. How to be a mystic. So, but anyway, so I wanted to share some books with everybody of things that we've done. Some of these people we've had classes with at some of the kink events, you can find some of these classes every now and then. Uh, we we ran into Barbara Corrales by accident at Dark Odyssey many pulled, years ago. Pulled her up to be a demo bottom for one of your classes, one of our classes, uh Sensorama. Mm-hmm. And Had no clue who she was. Mm -hmm. So here's some of the books that we read. Like I said, you can find some stuff online. That's the only course I've taken. So that's the only one I would recommend, Tantra Fusion. Um, Tantra Heart used to be down in Cincinnati. I think they've retired at this point. So we've taken some random Tantra classes. Um, So here's some stuff that you read right off the bat when you started studying, right? I have not read these we use some quotes in our classes. Would you recommend those?
0: Yeah. So um, the the particular books that you're pulling out here, mm-hmm. uh, the George Fernstein, um, and the the George Fernstein is simply called Sacred Sexuality, and then the uh, Andrew von Andrew von Lisbeth is Tantra: Cult of the Feminine. Yep. I'm going to show you. They, so they are I can
1: screenshot them.
0: Feel free. Okay. They are much more in depth than the Cosmo twenty, you know, Cosmo magazine right, right. Uh, twenty five. Tantra tricks you can use with your lover. These are a little bit more in depth, a little bit more background, a little bit more. um, Oh my! Not only the the tools, but why you know a little bit of history, a little bit of. Hmm. if you want to feed your brain a little bit
1: more. Uh, maybe foundational history, academic type stuff.
0: Academic's not a bad word as well. Okay. Although I don't normally lean towards academic study, right. I found these very approachable and, and uh, very
1: valuable in reading. These were recommended to you by another Kaddishti that we know. Mm-hmm. These would have been recommended by David, right. correct? Okay. So, And then this one, Ecstasy Through Tantra by John, Dr. John Mumford, this is actually the teacher of... Oh, where did it go? Oh. Mark Michaels and Patricia Johnson, Mm -hmm. right? Oh, that's true. Right. So this is a good book as well. And they've got a couple out right now. And we've met with them. We've done opening ritual at dark odyssey with mm-hmm. them would highly recommend their stuff. You may even find them on YouTube. So this is Tantra for erotic empowerment. So like I said, Dr. John Mumford is their teacher. So, and it's got exercises in here and it talks about different things. So and um, as you're looking to
0: learn more about sacred sexuality, it, it can be very, it can be valuable to chew into a little bit. And I, I'm not going to say that a lineage Going back 2,000 years is important. Right. But it is important to say, oh, well, you were telling us you're a Tantra teacher. Where did you learn your Tantra techniques, right? Mm-hmm. Where did you learn this stuff? Do you just pick up a book and read it? Mm-hmm. Or can you identify your teaching and who taught that teacher and where do they come from?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, it is. It's very valuable. Though th- There's a lot of people out there teaching, though. So, and, yeah, and a lot of the stuff is the same. So, like I said, a lot of stuff that's covered in here mm-hmm. was also covered by Katrina. Um, urban Tantra. By Barbara Karellis. She's actually got a chapter in the back on BDSM and Tantra. Yeah.
0: I would so, say if you're a podcast listener and you're thinking maybe I want to be interested, maybe I want to get into this, Urban Tantra is a fantastic entry level. Mm-hmm. Even if you decide that the whole Tantra sacred sexuality things, not for you, it's a valuable read just the same. And it's oh, easy okay. to read
1: too. Absolutely. And I also, I'm also reading a book on Red Tantra right now. Not sure I can recommend it just yet. I'm not done. So like I told Johnny Jackhammer, I want to get – through it first before I actually recommend it to make sure there's no bullshit added on the end that doesn't match my experience. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. But um, these two are actually considered like white Tantra.
0: Okay. So What the is the difference between
1: white Tantra and red Tantra? White Tantra is about the exercises and mostly about men trying to learn exercises to control their orgasms or to become multi-orgasmic. Okay. So whereas red Tantra is embrace your sexuality and if you come, you come and every, anything's permissible sort of thing. And it's just about embracing okay. the sexual energy. Um, another one that I would recommend. Is, so sacred sexuality has, a, oh my God, this could have turned into a whole topic, mm-hmm. right? So sacred sexuality has a lot of different forms. So like Dan and I are Kiddish mm-hmm. but we follow more of the sacred touch path. Mm-hmm. I mean, mine could shift a little bit as, as I keep working, but um, we do that. Um, some people, it's sex magic. So Donald Michael Craig, uh, he passed a couple of years ago. But if you look back at our past podcast, we did yeah, a podcast with him. with him. Before yeah, it so Sex Magic, Donald Michael Craig. Um, another one that I would recommend, The Art of Sexual Ecstasy, and a couple of others of her stuff. It's Margot Anand. Mm-hmm. And we had someone in our tantra meetup that's worked with her. Mm-hmm. So yep. I would recommend that. And then you get into the kinky stuff, right? And kinky is sacred as well. So you've got, I would absolutely recommend anything by Lee Harrington, right? So this is sacred kink, the eightfold path of BDSM and beyond. And raven caldera, absolutely. Um, Dark moon rising, pagan BDSM and the ordeal path. Um, This one's actually got rituals in it that you got to perform with raven. Mm And and yep. Joshua, so the descent of Anana, and then I left this one for last because we're in this one, um, kink magic. I don't even know if this is in print anymore. So this is kink magic, sex magic beyond vanilla by Taylor Elwood and Lupa. So so those are the things because we've read these, I would actually recommend these. Um, I'm sure I can come up with other stuff too. But like I said, find a tantra meetup in your area. I know we run one here in Columbus um books that we recommended, the website. Mm-hmm. You said, yeah, that online course. That the we online about. course, yeah. The, um,
0: and the, the caveat that I always end up with, with the Tantra, with sacred sexuality, is um be aware of what it is that you're paying for.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, sacred sexuality, Tantra, all that stuff can be, is packaged in a variety of ways.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, everything from a personal empowerment sort of thing up to, prostitution that they they use these terminology. So
1: yeah, and Um,
0: that has happened. Yeah. So it's not bad or good, but it's just something. Be aware what it is that people are. Don't think that just because they're using some of the same words we're using right now, it means the same thing as these books here reflect, right? There's
1: like four or five different paths just reflected here on different ways to go with it. Right. So all kinds of things to look at. So maybe you'll be able to look at the umbrella and the spectrum and kind of figure out what it is that you're interested in and maybe kind of focus yes. more on that. And then like I said, and then we teach energy play, which is sacred sexuality with the way we teach it. So uh, there's all kinds of paths. So we're
0: going to have to do a topic on this again. We've yeah. we've done it in past archives, but it's time to do it again.
1: It's time to do it again. Cause I'm reading a new book and I want to finish it. And you know, and I'm feeling a little empowered by saying, yes, I am a Kadishdi priestess mm-hmm. and wanting to move forward with that again. I mean, no, I've talked about it before, but, I think I'm embracing it, making it center, making it center. Hmm. Yeah. So we'll see. So tell
0: us what you think. How did you find out more about sacred sexuality? Head over to our Facebook page or awakening podcast. All one word and share your thoughts. <laughs> uh, I want to mention really quickly, the random Instagram follower of the day is Heidi Katz. From here in oh, the Columbus.
1: Nice. Yep. Yep. And uh,
0: you can follow us and see the picture of the occasional. It used to be a picture of the day. <laughs> Lately, it's picture of the occasional. Uh, you can see a picture of what we're going to have for dinner after when we go out to eat. And there's Ooh. a, you know, we're getting, I picked, post a picture of me and Boot Black Kathy or Boot Black Cat, Cat. my apology. Um, so we're getting it here and there, but it's yeah. certainly not well, as daily we, as it we, also, yeah.
1: we also had the morning face of getting on the plane. Yes, we had morning face the on morning to go to Kansas City. So, but anyway,
0: we're on the Instagram as erotic awakening.
1: So, I love those pictures.
0: Uh, Dawn, we are out of 50 dirty questions that will uh, turn both I... you and on and make. Wow! After fifty, I should be able to say this. Fifty 30 <laughs> questions that will turn you both on and make you want sex.
1: Nice. We're not out but, of them actually. We have three we have left. Three left, and and we need to find more lists. I like these lists. They make me think. Yeah, I, and so. absolutely.
0: So we'll, we'll we'll have to hunt down another list. If you, oh, podcast listener or podcast watcher, have any ideas for a list,
1: uh, send them our way. Oh yeah, send us list. Um, I'm wondering if we have any from beginning episodes or how I would even find them because it would be neat after almost ten years to redo one of the list.
0: It's really funny because somebody was making fun of the 128 slave rules at uh-huh. the Kansas City Master Slave Intensive. Yeah, yeah, or there's or a C-Y. lot. There's a lot on there worth being making fun of. But there- when you and I went <sighs> through that list, if you remember correctly, some of the
1: things on there.
0: You were like, ooh. Some like, of the what? things
1: were like, ooh, yeah, I did like going through them. There was a few that were like, if it was my time of the month, I had to ask you if I could use protection for my time of the month. Right. And I'm like, uh, I, that's dangerous. <laughs> Do you want me in public? And right. <laughs> some of them just seemed a little over the top. But mm-hmm. so, well, some of them were kind of were interesting to think about. And someone could absolutely want a master like that. It goes out and buys her tampons and gives her schedules them the and gives her permission. Oh. <laughs> Let's
0: move on. Um, Don the final three favorite, Their final three 50 Dirty Questions, 48. What is your favorite blowjob
1: technique? Ooh. What is your favorite blowjob technique? My favorite blowjob technique. I One's going to sound like a cop out, and then I'll give you another answer. So my first one is mindfulness.
0: Yes, that's a cop-out. Go on.
1: Right. It's a cop-out, right? And I literally do not take blowjob classes. When I know MPNC is having them here at the mm-hmm. space, blowjob classes, or um, Nina Hartley, Yep. famous for her blowjob class. I've been at events where she's been giving them. I don't go, right? And it's because I don't want to learn techniques that may get in the way of my mindfulness. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to get lost in techniques. But... Probably the one that I do like is licking right under the the, the rim. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to say it's a frenulum, but I think that's your tongue. I don't know. What it is. <laughs> but there's that spot right under the head uh-huh. that 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 there's like a piece of skin there. Mm-hmm. So and I like licking that.
0: That piece likes to be licked. good. <laughs> uh, my favorite blowjob technique is the. Um, press the head down and hold it still and fuck the mouth.
1: That's a good
0: one as well. <laughs> really I like that
1: one too. Technique it's so not much it the, it's not the give three turns to the left and four to the right as you. Uh...
0: No, I've never tried that one.
1: <laughs> I don't know that. I, had a, I I'm just saying no. that's too I did much. <laughs> have a very,
0: um, corkscrew maybe <laughs> solid scene with a person with a male bodied person at the Kansas city uh, mm-hmm. intensive.
1: Yep, I watched that.
0: And, um, it was really interesting. It was the most bi scene I've had yet, even though it still didn't involve penises. Yeah. Because I didn't have any I didn't have any barriers. I didn't have any protection. I didn't have any um I was completely vulnerable and open to topping the scene.
1: Yeah, yeah. Good I shit. felt that energy. And I felt his energy when you left him cuddled up with me while you went to go get his owner.
0: Seemed to like it. So yeah.
1: Yeah. He seemed was to like it. That's
0: an interesting it. question. Okay. If you had to pick, would you rather be a dominatrix or a
1: submissive? Why is that interesting? I feel like it's cut and dry. All right. What's your answer? So, because I don't have no interest in being a dominatrix. So, submissive. So, I guess I have to be a dominatrix? If you want this to work, though, people do make it work if its other things. Dominatrix, though, isn't that a female term?
0: It is. I perceive it as a femme-based term. Maybe not. Maybe that's just my perception.
1: Maybe they meant dominant and submissive?
0: Maybe. Either way, dom sub, we got that one worked out. And you don't finally, see
1: yourself in a leather teddy with high heels and a whip?
0: Um, so the some dominatrixes <laughs> who dress that way make a fair dollar.
1: That is true. I going to take a fair dollar. That is? And I just mm, give it away. I am between jobs. There you go.
0: <laughs> and finally, is there anything that. you won't do? Is there anything you won't do in bed?
1: Oh, absolutely! Hell yeah! I've got list. It's a short list, but you do it, what I'll a few do. things. Um, something I won't do in bed. Let me think of one of my hard limits. I got a few that I hope everybody has. Um, most of them are kink related. In bed, because I won't do gunplay. So that's okay. one I can think of that may not be on other people's list. Potato chips. You won't do potato chips in bed. Not in bed,
0: no. My God, that's painful ass. <laughs> it's terrible.
1: I can never getting all out. It sounds like you won't fuck in the sand either. I fucked in the sand. It's kind of um,
0: rough. Yeah, I haven't done that one yet. I guess yeah? I can. Yeah, it's rough. Okay, it's a it's abrasive. We both <laughs> have uh, a variety of things we won't do in bed, but um, like said, none of them that... are. I mean, they're, they're, they're. I mean, they're logical. You know. Uh,
1: well, I I used to have a red of bastonado, right? Which is the striking of the feet. You just did that to me Saturday night, and uh, that that was fucking hot. <laughs> right.
0: I had to hold your feet down. Why it was so hot? Why were you trying to get away? Because it was intense. <laughs> <laughs> it's really interesting because it doesn't say never anything you won't do in bed. Is ever.
1: anything you won't do in bed?
0: Right. So, like for example, right now. Um, you know, I was just talked about. I wouldn't do another guy in bed right now. Right, but it could change. That could change. Uh, I, I when there's scat, I don't feel like that's ever going to change.
1: Yeah, I don't think. They're, they're, um, I've got like four or five that I don't think will ever change. Yeah, but some aren't legal, and some, and some are some just are, messy, and some are, yeah, and some <laughs> and are not just not a appealing. Spin. Yeah. Um, Anything I won't do in bed, I will do double penetration, triple penetration, anything that involves anything around that, oral, kink of course. Mm-hmm. But anything I won't do. I mean, I don't like like the electric fly swatter.
0: Doesn't right, but that's a preference that you you just dislike. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting. Uh I don't there are no hard fast I would never do,s, right? Yeah. Like I'd like never do somebody of the same sex or never do yeah. Um, butt stuff or whatever, right?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I have to think about that because I, I feel mean, like so there should be something. Am I that much of a hedonist?
0: You are. <laughs> <laughs> uh other hedonists are these following new subscribers to the newsletter. as you really yes. <laughs> such as
1: Bella Manu
0: from Saskatchewan, Canada. M and B from Southwest Florida. Sandeep from India.
1: And Lone Empress from New Hampshire. Nice, nice. So I thought we had one from the Netherlands too. Yeah, say this part. I do have to say that part. (laughs) Get your EA shout out. Head over to eroticawakening.com and you'll find a link to the EA newsletter, which I just added to my list of to-dos for this week to try to get it out. Is that so that you can tell people about the Beyond the Love event that's coming up on November 9, 10, and 11? Absolutely. And I just uh, hit all my Facebook poly groups and my FetLife poly groups. So Beyond the, price the Love. Are prices about to go back up? Prices are getting ready to go up. So Last chance tickets. Beyond the Love um, Polyamory Summit is November 9, 10, and 11, of 2018. And today is October 8th. And in a couple of days, tickets go up in prices again, and discounted hotel rooms will be not available. So the cutoff for that is in three days. Hopefully
0: people jump on that.
1: Hopefully that, because we do get a pretty good discount at the hotel, but you have to get it before the deadline.
0: So Mozart in Shades wrote, he wrote us all the way from Denmark and said that if we are ever in in Europe, we should look him up.
1: Oh, that's the Denmark. That's the Denmark. You did have a Denmark. I did have a Denmark. So cool. I'd love to get out there and check that out.
0: Oh and that is nearly it before we get into our topic.
1: It is. So... No
0: tentacle links, though, huh?
1: There are tentacle links. Oh, I'm... Wait. Give me quick. Awesome. Okay, so we have... Sorry, I was just going through the list. So Bulldog which was artwork of a girl wrapped in tentacles Mm -hmm. wrapped in tentacles. Very nice. And then Julian wrote us and asked if um, I was on Rose Caraway's kiss me quick erotic fiction podcast. And I am not subscribed to that. I don't listen to a lot of other podcasts. So I always seem to be writing and working. And um, but they pointed but they out there have, was a, a tentacle based story, yeah, but I think we interviewed them or we have did. had them. We've on been the connected to them at some point, yes. At some point, and yeah, she said that there was, or they said that there was a tentacle story on there, mm-hmm. so I'll have to go check that one out. And then Kitten's Darling sent us some awesome fan art that's actually got my face on it, so wrapped in tentacles, Yes. So that's kind of cool. amazing type stuff.
0: <laughs> um So, Dawn, our topic of the day uh, comes as a result of this question. Uh, The more I've heard people talk about leather and the leather lifestyle, the more I've been drawn to it. I love the kink community, but always felt like I was missing just that little extra something that comes to the community. Um, Loves the idea of service and earning leather and would like to compete for a title one day. But from what I can tell, the leather community in our city is a home bar and is very much still focused on gay males. So with this context, how do I get more involved in the leather community? Well,
1: etc. And, and especially and they go on to say that um they're not a huge bar fly. They don't drink and often get overwhelmed by that sort of atmosphere. Um, willing to go outside of are we falling again? They're willing to go outside of their hometown, but um really can't travel a whole lot. So because they're trying to balance work and travel. Mm-hmm. Um, don't have many leather events in our area. And if we do, they're much harder to find than kink events. So they're wanting to know how to get involved in the leather community.
0: So starting in the beginning of this, um, understanding that, and, and, and I hear this all the time, people hear, I hear about the leather mm-hmm. lifestyle. I hear about the leather community.
1: What is it? How can I be it? How can I join it?
0: The kink community is great, but it seems to be more... You know, once the dungeon's closed, mm-hmm. once playtime's over, there's nothing else to it. Right. Uh, and that is and isn't true, but uh, certainly the leather community, the leather aspect of it is more of a community-based thing. And I, here's an mm-hmm. example of that. Mm-hmm. You and I went to a dungeon here in town a few years ago and got the car stuck. Yes. And I went inside the dungeon at this kink event. years ago. And I said, oh, (laughs) shit, my car got stuck. And people were like, oh, bummer for you. Well, anyway, we're playing. Leave us alone. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: We went to GLLA years ago, a leather event. And um, something was fucked up with the car made. A short story. And I said, oh, gee, my car's fucked up. And somebody, before the event was over, had gotten my keys from me and taken it back to their house where they have a shop, fixed the car, brought it back, and took no payment. And I don't even know the person's name to this day.
1: Right, yeah, because they did it through a slave bat.
0: Right, so they just took, they saw a need someone Mm -hmm. had, took care of it, Mm -hmm. right? So little things like that do reflect, and and I'm not saying that doesn't happen in the kink community, but it it is more prevalent in the leather land for things. If so-and-so person's moving, people just step up. So-and-so's
1: going to go defend their title at a bar within 100 miles. People go. Oh, I go to charities of people that I've judged before in different titles and things like that, just as support for them, you know, as they put themselves out there, it's, it's very much a family sort of atmosphere. I was sitting here thinking, uh, Saturday night, we had to miss a wake for a leather person that had passed away. And though I know kink people pass away, I obviously, right. I don't know that I've ever been invited to a funeral or told about a funeral of one, all the funerals I've been to, in this community, have been leather, mm-hmm. leather people,
0: right? So, and the kink people, when they pass, it is their family, um, is their- and 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 their their friends from that, and sometimes you know, obviously they'll have friends in the kink community that will cross over to that. But again, like you said, right? It's very, it's it's different.
1: Yeah. It's very different. Right. So, I mean, even, like I said, even the wakes, even if there's a funeral for their bio family, there's usually something for the leather family to just recognize that that person was important and all of us mm-hmm. are going to be grieving.
0: Yeah. So now we could get into the why of that and the why of that's pretty clear. I'm not going to do that today. Uh, instead, we'll get back to this. So how do I get more involved? So you and I have had this very same conversation a hundred times here in Columbus. Absolutely. And, and, there is a strong leather presence here in Columbus. Mm-hmm. And you and I, but. Aren't really part of it. And we're not really part of it. A lot of their stuff, as this person suggests, does happen at the bars. And, you know, I don't do the bar thing. Not don't all of part. it. As was pointed out to us, they do things that are not in the bar sometimes. But we just have not had a good time. Uh, just haven't been able to get involved in it here yeah. in town.
1: Yeah. Our Our fault. Right? Yeah. Right. Our, you our make fraud. choices. We I mean, we have limited yeah.
0: amount of time. We we choose what right. to get involved in. And right. We're running a kink community center. Yeah. I
1: don't and have we're time involved to go in out. the things
0: that come here. <laughs> um. But we are bringing some of that leather identity, that leather view, that leather aspect to the space. Right. Mm-hmm. We have a formal BDSM event coming up. We have a formal dinner coming up, and we're doing a little bit of teaching and, and talking
1: about that that mm-hmm. type of community. We've run for title. So we've, and, we've, done, we've done what we can.
0: Yeah. And if you would like to see, uh, if you're curious about what we're doing here in Columbus, there's a Life group called Almost leather,
1: Almost leather that you can yeah. go find. now. Because we don't want to be competition right. with what's yeah. going on in the bars and things like that. It's just something a little different, right? They, like I said, we've got a very powerful and large leather community here in Columbus. But even if I went to a bar and drank Pepsi, but I don't do pop mm-hmm. and I don't do alcohol. So it's just that bar atmosphere. I, I just, I don't blend in very well. <laughs> so it's not comfortable, but it's, it's part of the history. Absolutely. It's it's challenging
0: for us. That doesn't make mm-hmm. it bad. No, not at all. Now, to get to this person's action.
1: So Sorry. How do they Tanging, actually get tangent. involved?
0: What I'm g- going to suggest that they should do. Step one, regardless of where you live in the United States, there's going to be a regional event. Yes. There's five regional events throughout the United States. And each Region is kind of supports the states around it. I would head Mm -hmm. make reservations and head to one of those regional events here in Columbus, Ohio. It's GLLA Great Lakes Leather Alliance in Indiana.
1: In Indiana, there's uh the Northwest Leather Contest, the Northeast Southwest Southwest Leather Conference, um, South Plains. There's six, so there's GLLA, Northeast, Northwest. Southeast, Southwest, and South Plains. That's the kind of stuff the you the have international. to know if, so, yeah. if you're so, running for classes. So there's six regional events plus International Master and Slave. So And then each of those events have theater contests, but those are usually held in yep. bars. So.
0: But first off, just go to one of these regional events, spend mm-hmm. the weekend there, go to the classes, go to the play party, and find out that if it feels like it's home. Right. Or if it feels like, meh, not quite your place. Too much work not the right energy, right. whatever, whatever so. it is. And then that will tell you whether this is going to be where you, where you mm-hmm. belong or not. Right. From there, let's say you go and you say, well, this is my place. Well, uh, yeah, then you, you got to suck it up and you start, you have to start attending and showing up. Cl- current leather is not gay centric. Mm-hmm. There are some groups in leather that are gay centric. There's mm-hmm. a difference there. Yep. But leather in general is not gay centric, but what you will find is that at leather events, the number of people that identify as gay is far higher than the kink community events. Mm-hmm. That's the way it is. Yeah. If that's going to be an issue for you, give up on leather right now. It's <laughs> you know if uh, you know it, it's it, it's just the way it is. It, it's their history, and the hits are invited to join them. Right. Right. Versus. The kink community, which is het-based.
1: Yeah. Fair? That is that is fair. When you go to an, a leather event, at least one of the regional events, more than likely, uh, for the ones that I can think of, we haven't actually been to all of them, more than likely there is a women's-only dungeon and a men's-only dungeon. So, you know, so they actually recognize that they've got same-sex couples that want to play in a room with their own same sex. I mm-hmm. almost said same sex genders. And I'm getting my words mixed up <laughs> again. So, but yeah, so they recognize that and that's fine. So everybody's got safe space. Whereas if you go to a kink party, you very rarely see man on man. You see women on women, kind of like a swing club, right? Mm-hmm. Women on women's right. allowed, but men on men's not. Um, actually at our party Saturday night, I watched a man-man man scene. Mm-hmm. So that was that was pretty fucking hot. <laughs> The other thing you could do if you want to get
0: involved in all this and you want to get your brain engaged. You know, we talked a lot about books.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, grab yourself a copy of Life, Leather, mm-hmm. and the Pursuit of Happiness. Mm-hmm. That's a great background on the whole leather culture sort of book. There's other, you know, you can, Somebody will recommend Urban Aboriginals or Leatherman's Handbook. But, and those are great. Those can be the later, right? Start off with Life, Leather, the Pursuit of Happiness. It's short stories, isn't it? It's a bunch of short articles, short stories, and it gives you a much broader overview than some of the other books that are out there.
1: Nice. So I can see why people are drawn to leather, and I can see it being frustrating not to be able to like find it. And because leather is kind of like family, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of service in leather, and there's a lot of um, pride in leather. There's things that you can earn right some of us like to earn things some of us like to earn titles some of us like to earn leather though they say they do say if you're getting into it to earn leather you probably will never earn any Mm -hmm. because it's the people that can give you earned leather that are watching what everybody's doing to see who deserves earned leather and if you're doing it just to earn it you're not going to have the same energy as volunteering to volunteer and because you have the passion for it
0: you know, and you and I are very, to your point, you and I are very growth focused people. Mm-hmm. And that's an important, you know, that's a great reason to get involved in leather because Absolutely. you can, it's a lot of growth. You can run for a title, right? And that will make you stretch yourself and make you pick that's push yourself. For sure. A
1: <laughs> so a lot of leather people volunteer, have charities, just, it just seems to be a lot of giving. Now I'm not saying kink, Groups don't do that as well, but it seems to be a foundation. Yes,
0: of leather. Right, absolutely, and that's kind of the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, there are exceptions, and I will give a shout out to Kinky College, which is that is true as a um, group that supports other events, other venues. You know. I mean, I'm um, things like the fire department and the pet club and all that. The homeless, the homeless, uh, all the uh, leather archives museum, HIV research, all that. You know, king community, they do a lot of that. The Ais actually does a pretty good job Absolutely. of that as well. They support. They'll have auctions that support Sarnco and Bravo and CSF. And NCSF. Yeah. So, not to say it's only a leather thing. I want to make sure that we give a shout out to both Kinky College and the Ais Adventures in Sexuality. They do a fantastic job of creating that sense mm-hmm. of community and creating that sense of contributing more, you know, to other um, worthy
1: causes. Absolutely. So, and they deserve the shout out. I mean, there's been a lot mm-hmm. of money given to these non, you know, the nonprofits that they donate to. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, so you do have a few, a few groups like that, mm-hmm. but, but other than that, like we said, start with a, a regional leather event and go from there. So because you might be able to make connections with people, they were saying that they've got leather houses in their area, but it's kind of hard to get into a leather house. And it is. We used to run House Meta, Mm -hmm. right? We There was what, eight of us? Yep. And we weren't looking to grow. So there was all kinds of people that wanted to come in and and we just, we didn't want to grow. You got to start showing up. That's for sure. You got to show up. They got to meet you in person. They got to know that you're well-intended, that you have the right energy to mm-hmm. to to match in. Not that's for houses and stuff. Not like the leather and community right. completely, right? So those you can just come to the event and yep. start doing. Anything else on this one? I don't think so. I think I think we've talked a lot. I, it's we could probably talk some more. It's been three weeks.
0: I'd rather go get
1: dinner. <laughs> Ooh, dinner. So that's awesome. Bye, Don. Bye, Dan.